Hi, I'm Emma, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. It's my mission to create easy to understand educational content about therapeutic skills and topics that anyone can use in their daily life. I hope these episodes bring you more insight into how your mind works and what actions you can take to improve your mental health. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professional. Now let's jump into today's skill. Hey Emma, why are you pulling that rope? Have you ever tried pushing one? Ah. <laughs> All right, guys, so sorry for the bad joke, but thank you for letting me reminisce on my days as a camp counselor for a second. Um, and this rope has something to teach us about our anxiety and our anxious thoughts. Now, I once had a client who was a ballerina and she was a really good one too. She would perform at top levels, uh, but she struggled with anxiety. When, when roles for the next production were about to be announced, she would worry and worry about what, what part she would be given. And she would wonder if she would get the lead and she would ruminate over any past mistakes that she'd made. And she'd wonder if she'd messed up so much that they'd give the lead to someone else. And she'd think about everything she'd said to the production manager. And she'd wonder if there was anything she'd said that had been offensive. And she also tried to predict which roles every dancer would get. So she'd think about every single dancer in her troupe and she'd imagine their strengths. And in her head, she'd imagine like a hundred different roles and she'd place them all in their positions. And then she would compare herself to them, um, initially only noticing like all of their skills and highlighting all of her own flaws. And then she'd flip and she'd obsess over her own abilities and then highlight all of their flaws. And she would literally obsess over this for hours, for days leading up to like when the role decisions were made. And this interfered with her ability to relax, to hang out with friends or to finish her schoolwork. So she felt stressed and confused. She couldn't figure out if she was amazing or awful. She couldn't figure out if she was confident or insecure. And she knew that she like had to be confident. So if a fearful thought came up, she'd like struggle against it and like try to force it out of her head with positive thinking or with another round of obsessing over who would get each role. And the more she tried to like think positive, the more stressed out she became and the more time she spent inside of her head and the more anxious she was. She stopped seeing her friends and she became more depressed. And it seemed like the harder she tried, the worse things got. So by the time she came to see me, she was ready to quit ballet. So here's the problem that many of us get trapped in. Most of us at some point in our lives get stuck in our thoughts. We like ruminate or we obsess over situations, whether it's the dumb thing we said the other night or the upcoming performance we need to do. So if we have a thought like, oh, I'm such a loser, then we just believe that thought without question. Or we engage in like a wrestle with our thoughts, trying to like force them to be positive and trying to prevent pop-in thoughts from happening. Like, oh, I can't think that way. I can't think that thought. Or we fear our thoughts. We're afraid of them. We judge them. We demand that they change. But the problem is that the more we try to force our thoughts to change, the louder they become. And worse, when we're putting tons of energy into struggling with thoughts, we get sidetracked from what we really value in life. So in this video, you'll learn how to escape the trap of overthinking, bothersome thoughts, and negative thinking with the act skill of cognitive diffusion. When we're rigid with our thoughts, 
if we believe them or if we resist them, this can make them louder. The way your brain works is what you pay attention to, you get more of. So your brain is wired to pay more attention to the things you pay attention to. Now, Dean Anderson, he's from Wasatch Mental Health, he once told me a story to illustrate this process. When his family needed a new car, they decided they wanted a Suburban. And they didn't really know what color they wanted, but after looking through their options, they decided that they wanted to buy a pewter Suburban. It's kind of like a tawny gray silver color. And as soon as they chose that color, they hadn't bought the car yet, um, guess what they started seeing every time they were on the road? They'd be driving on the freeway or driving through the parking lot. They would see pewter Suburbans. They had never noticed that color before, even though they'd been around them frequently. They'd, the cars had been on the road for a while and they'd never seen them. But once they started looking for pewter Suburbans, they started seeing pewter Suburbans everywhere. This is how our brain works. What you pay attention to, you get more of. So if you have an intrusive thought and you're like, oh, that was awful. I should never think that again. Your brain is like, oh, that thought is super important. Let's pay a ton of attention to that thought and let's scan for that thought all the time. And if it pops in, let's pay even more attention to it. And this is what makes uh, thoughts, that thought in particular, louder and louder. What you pay attention to, you get more of. Or if you have a thought like, I'm gonna fail that exam, and then you struggle against that thought and you think, no, I'm a great student. I can't think about failing. I have to think positively. Then your brain makes both thoughts really loud and that back and forth interferes with your ability to study. So what do we do instead? What does work with thoughts? Cognitive diffusion is the act skill where you stop believing your thoughts, you drop the struggle with them, and instead, you notice them. You separate yourself from your thoughts. You use your values to clarify what you do want to pay attention to. So the first skill with cognitive diffusion is noticing that you're thinking. We talked about this a little bit in the video on automatic negative thoughts. It can be really powerful when you're able to shift from the thought, I'm not good enough, to I'm noticing the thought that I'm not good enough. Right, we talked about that in the last video, but let's see if we can take this one step further. So this next exercise uh, is called the observer self exercise. So let's take one minute right now and practice. So close your eyes and start to notice your thoughts. Don't try to change them or judge them. Just let them come and go. For the next minute, become aware of every thought that crosses your mind. And as you notice each thought, silently label it as thinking. So for example, if you think, I have to do laundry later, acknowledge it by thinking to yourself, I'm thinking about laundry. Or I'm thinking about this video, or I'm thinking about how hungry I am. After a few minutes of labeling your thoughts, try to shift perspective. So instead of being inside your thoughts, Imagine you're sitting in a cinema watching your thoughts on a screen. Your thoughts are the movie and you are the audience. Remember, movies come and go, but the audience remains. Now shift for a second away from your thoughts and notice your bodily sensations. Can you feel the weight of your body on the chair or the ground? Can you feel the sensation of air entering or leaving your nostrils? As you notice each sensation, remind yourself that you're the one who's observing. Can you observe yourself thinking? Can you notice that you're the one having thoughts, that you're the one having sensations? This 
is your observer self in action. Okay, so could you feel the difference between the thinking self and the observer self? Was it easy to stay in the observer or did you get sucked back into thinking? How did it feel to watch your thoughts from a distance rather than being entangled in them? When we're caught in the whirlwind of our thoughts, it's easy to believe that they define us, but by accessing the observer self, we realize that we are not our thoughts. We have thoughts. We are the observer of these thoughts. This perspective can reduce suffering and provide clarity in moments of distress. Remember, your thoughts are just thoughts. They're not facts and they're not you. By regularly practicing this shift from the thinking self to the observer self, you can cultivate a greater sense of peace and balance and understanding in your life. Now, ACT has a ton of metaphors for this skill. Um, the chessboard is one, right? Your thoughts are like chess pieces, uh, but you are the board. You're the place where these thoughts happen. Don't get wrapped up in an individual piece. Just notice the whole board. Or another one is, your mind is like a sports announcer. It can make commentary for hours and hours, but the announcer isn't the real event. The real event is the game they're playing. It's the action. So our brain is going to make commentary on much of what we do, but when we detach a little bit from our thoughts, we get to be the player. So for example, if you have the thought, I'm gonna mess up this presentation, Imagine it's a sports announcer providing commentary, and instead of getting wrapped up in the thoughts or feeling anxious, you might respond with, hmm, thanks for the commentary, mind. I'm gonna go back to preparing and doing my best. I'm just gonna play, you know? And there's some other easy ways to practice diffusion. So after this video in the full course, we'll have some exercises like leaves on a stream and passengers on the bus that can help you get a better idea of what it feels like to shift from being in your thoughts to being the observer of your thoughts. Another really powerful way to um, diffuse from thoughts is humor. So if you're having a negative thought about yourself, you could um, imagine yourself saying it in a silly voice or imagine it as a cartoon character um, so, uh, or, or just singing it like in a ridiculous way can diffuse the thought like I'm having the thought that I'm a loser <laughs> and like just singing it silly. Um, this can help you see your thoughts as like less threatening and just as a thought. It's just a bunch of words. The easiest way for me to do cognitive diffusion is to write thoughts down. Um, writing down your thoughts can be a helpful way to distance yourself from them. So uh, you wanna make sure you do this as an observer rather than as, as if like this is reality. So you could title the page, stuff my word machine is making up. Or you title the page, like I'm having the thought that, and then you can just start making a list of thoughts. Like, oh, these are thoughts that I'm having. Another way to kind of separate from this because thoughts are so just everywhere. It's like we're swimming in them and we don't realize it. So one of the things we often do in marriage therapy that can be really helpful is calling these thoughts stories. Um, we do this all the time in marriage therapy. So instead of saying, my husband never helps out around the house, you say like, oh, I'm telling the story that I'm always a victim here. Or you might think my wife is a narcissist and the therapist could help you discern that like, while she may have some selfish traits, you're telling the story that she's incurably bad and why bother trying if she's so terrible? And, and then that story isn't helping you have a better relationship. So our, our word machine of a mind is always telling stories. And if we believe these stories too rigidly, we'll filter out lots of helpful thoughts that disagree with that story. 
Um, in a comment on YouTube, a guy named Tommy explained cognitive diffusion from his own words. So here's what he said. He said, okay, so this is my take on the whole thing. Thoughts and feelings come sometimes seemingly on their own. I don't identify them as right or wrong. I don't spend time thinking and overthinking and trying to pick them apart and figure out why. Like, oh my, why in the world am I thinking like this? Because that begins an endless string of thoughts about thoughts about thoughts. They just happen like a hiccup or my heart beating. So I just kind of look at them, decide whether they're useful. And if not, hmm, that was interesting. Oh well, on to the next thing. Okay, so the whole goal of diffusion is to help you get a little space from your thoughts so that you can shift your focus and energy into the things you care about. When you're not so focused and wrapped up in your thoughts, you're free to be here in the present and engaged with the people you care about. You can put your energy into doing the things you love. So for that client who is a ballerina, I would say get good at watching those thoughts and then choose the skill of diffusion, you separate yourself and like, I'm noticing I'm having the thought about all these role positions and all this stuff. And then I'd say, okay, what would you like to be thinking about instead? Hmm, I'd like to be relaxing or I'd like to be with my friends. Okay, shift your attention to that. But to do that, we have to have space from our thoughts. We practice that with these cognitive diffusion skills. And just a reminder, cognitive diffusion is a skill that takes practice. It's not about getting rid of your thoughts or never getting caught up in them again, but it's learning to observe them with curiosity and openness. And um, I would just encourage you, mindfulness is another powerful way to get good at watching thoughts. We're gonna talk about that skill in an upcoming video. And I'm encouraging you to just keep practicing and experimenting with different techniques to find out what works for you. So in, in the next video, you'll learn some effective ways to strengthen your ability to shift your attention. The whole idea of this is we can't push the rope, right? We can't force our brain to stop overthinking, but we can pull the rope. We can shift our attention, gain a little bit more influence over our lives, actually a ton of influence over our lives by learning to gently invite our mind to change. We do that through the power of our attention, but first we have to have cognitive diffusion to do that. So let's get good at noticing our thoughts, noticing that we're having thoughts and that we're the place where those thoughts happen. Okay, thanks for being here and see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.